Hello, welcome to the first episode of the podcast. I fucking the- shit myself when you said hello then. Did I scare you? Try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you could probably see it. I was like... Hello, welcome to the first episode of the podcast, Fierce Vision, with me, Stella Vision. And myself, Fifi Fierce. Yes, hello, how are we doing? Come on, so what was you going to say? <laughs> what was you going to say? I cut you right up. Today's the first episode of the podcast, and I thought we'd just take this time to talk about ourselves. You know, seems fitting, we are drag queens. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like talking about themselves, right? Exactly. Me. Most of the time. And another thing, I also absolutely hate looking at myself. I know, it's a good thing that we can't really see ourselves. <laughs> I'm talking about my We're literally just my like... pictures, I'm talking about my pictures. Girl. Oh. <laughs> you know, if I can love it. So yeah, like Stella said, we're going to talk all about drag, all about how we came to be. Um, I mean, in all fairness, mine was so long ago, I don't think I can remember, to be honest. And mine was two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, makeup. It's nice, you know. Don't look at me like that, bitch. Don't look at me. <laughs> you like wish that. you looked this good. <laughs> <laughs> so, our topic for today is you know, as Stella said, we're talking about us, we're talking about where we came from, um, what we do, what we like to do, um, and how we met, really. It's pretty much Drag 101, yeah. but for ourselves. Like, we have, we have some episodes come up where we talk about tips and everything like that so we'll just be talking about ourselves and what what tips we got along the way and just stuff like that basically yeah i'm done for it so let's start off with the oldest gal in the room let's talk about your first time in drag (laughs) (laughs) how how did that go oh my god um do you know what i can i can remember it like it was yesterday this time eight years ago um I was a lip sync queen. I know. She grills me for being a lip sync queen. But... I mean, at the time, because RuPaul's Drag Race was, like, obviously surfacing, and it was, like, to me, watching that and, like, everyone being obsessed with that... Yeah. It was, like, that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a fundamental of the show. There's a lip sync every show, if not more than one. Every episode, should I say. Yeah, Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. I thought I looked amazing. I thought I was... Everyone, when they first start drag, they think they are the dog's bollocks. Kicking and flipping the fucking shit round. Yeah. But no, um, it wasn't until I met my drag mother, um, which was just a few weeks after starting drag. Um, And I can remember the first thing that she ever said to me was, you look pretty. And me being mean, you know, as you do, you're like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, thanks. You know, and she was like, no, it's not good. It's not good. You look like a fucking woman. Um, and, you know, my drag mother, being very much like I am now, um, being like a dame, you know. Dame, camp. Dame drag, over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And I read it to fill for using black eyeliner as lip liner. That's definitely not what I did today. <laughs> I mean, no, you're fine. You, you fill it in. This, this oh, was... she literally just did the liner and then oh. nothing else. Oh, no, there was, there was a red. A red, just there no was, blend. There was, there was no blend. No, there was, there was nothing. It was just essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then, you know, this bit, she, she said, you know, I'm not having you lip syncing, I'm not having it. Nobody wants it. And they didn't. Let's be fair, they didn't. When you think of a cock in a frock, a man in a dress, people want to be ripped the shit into. They want to... Yeah, that stereotypical, like, style of drag. That, mm-hmm. mm, that's pretty much mainstream in the sense of, like, who's not... And people who aren't, like, knowledgeable about, like, drag race and the drag scene... You nine times out of ten, you'll ask them and they'll they'll say, "Oh, like, some uh, a man in a dress and a wig, ripping the shit out to you into you, mm-hmm. singing, you know, stuff like that with cracker jokes." I mean, when I turn up to gigs now, you know, I walk in and there's always somebody that's there already that comes up to me before I've even got dressed and says, "Oh my god, please don't pick on me," and it's like it's lucky that that's what I do. But imagine I didn't. I mean, it's kind of like you're asking for it. Like, you're kind of asking for it. But imagine I wasn't that type of... Imagine I did what you do, or did what I still, like, I, I used to do. And, uh, yeah, it would it'd be a bit of a fucking flatline, really. Kevin. What, lip-syncing? Yeah. Mm. I mean, my lip-syncing journey... I mean, like, my first ever performance, I pulled a ring of salt on stage, had a satanic book... Um, pulled out a body bag, ripped out the head, made up with the head, then ripped out the heart at the heart on stage. You know, that's my more, that's my kind of gig. So completely different. Two okay. sides of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, I mean, I just punch around with a feather bullet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm. Each to their own. It is what it is, baby. It is what it is. But I mean, if, it, if it's good, it's good. It works. And, yeah. I mean, that's... Something about that has got to work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so... Um, How did you come up with the name? Oh, do you know what? I don't even know. I, honestly, I never knew that my, my name was a pun until, like, last year. But, uh, is it a pun? Uh, yes, apparently. What's the pun? I didn't know. Well, it's not like a public pun. It's not something everyone's going to know. But back years ago, when baby Fifi, or a different name then, actually. My first name is Emma Royd. Um, Back then, (laughs) it was, it was, I know, terrible. Back then, um, when when I was nervous talking to somebody, I'd have a stutter. Yeah. Um, And I can remember the first time I met, uh, the first time I performed in front of my drag mother, she called me Fias. And, you know, me being me, I was all like, thank you. So, apparently, she called me Fifi Fierce because... Fifi Fierce, right. But yeah. it kind of works, though. I mean, it, it rolls off the tongue. It does, Fifi Fierce. I d- it's hard to say when you're pissed. It is. Um, but, I mean, I, I've never really liked it, to be honest. What, Fifi Fierce? It's not like my drag name, no. Would you ever change it? I couldn't. I think it is you, though. I think... I, cu- I couldn't. I think it, it, it's fallen into place because, like, you know, fierce, being fierce, and I am, like, an insult comic in what I yeah. do. Um, so it, it has fallen into place in a sense, but I just, I don't know. It's never really wrong with me. I mean, my name, I chose my name from... I was actually watching... I've had many names, but the one I stuck with now is television. I was watching Division, a Marvel a cinema yes, TV show. And obviously there's a character in the main title called Vision. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. 
And I kind of wanted to be Stella anyway because my dog, my heart and my soul, is called Stella. And oh, I was you like, look like a dog. Exactly. Fitting. You know, fitting. Yeah. Um, so I was like Stella Vision and then I went to my, my first ever gig in drag. But I wasn't performing. It was the first ever gig I'd gone and watched. And they were like, what's your name? What's your name? I was like, Stella Vision. They were like, oh my God, love the pun. It's like, bitch, what pun? And then I had another person say the exact same thing, but with a completely different pun. It's obviously Stella Vision, television. And then Stella Vision, you've got Stella Vision. Like, your vision Yeah, like you're pissed. Oh, no, that's what I always thought it was. I always thought, like... Oh, is in like the beer, like you've been Stella drinking, You've been drinking Stella, then you're pissed. Then you've but there's Stella another vision. one. No, Stella Vision <laughs> is like, your vision is Stella. So there's another there's, there's another one for you to add. The so, more we know. Mm. <laughs> Insert rainbow and butterflies and unicorns. Um, <clears throat> and a... <laughs> we need to get our sound. We, need we to do. Get, yeah, we need to get our sound. Because trust me, trust me, boys and girls and all gender options in between. When you are watching this and listening, okay... We have already recorded a few of our episodes, um, babes. <laughs> we boo-coo-coo a lot. There is, there is a lot of shade coming up. There is a lot of tea. There's, there's a, a spilt tea, baby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is it's definitely one for you to sit down and enjoy and relax. Mm. Get, Get some yourself popcorn. a McDonald's. Yeah. Mm. Snacks. Dominoes if you're not on Universal Credits. Like us. <laughs> Like us, yeah, that's why you sat down, you got a bad knee. Um, <clears throat> but no, there's, there's so much, so much tea that we are planning on spilling. On, there is a lot. I mean, there is some stuff that we have talked about and we're like... Mm. Risky? Risky. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it's a podcast. I mean, what are you going to do on a podcast other than talk shit? Yeah, but we still need to fucking work. True. We do want to be employed after that. <laughs> so, uh, you said you got your name. Where, when did, what was your first ever gig like? Um, how did that go? Like, how did you stop being a lipstick queen? Oh, my God. Um, can I even remember? Yes, I can. And I can remember the first ever song that I sang was I Will Survive. Gloria Gaynor. Fucking cliche, right? So it's Gloria Gaynor, isn't it? Yeah, Gloria, yeah. Yeah, Gloria Gaynor. So fucking cliche. Um, and I thought I sounded all right. Until I seen the f- video on Facebook. Um, and, you know, I, you get knocked, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, my first ever gig, I was wearing these boots, actually. And these the first ever heels I performed in, the first time I ever tried them on was while I was on stage. And by... I think I finished my first number and was going into the second one and the second one was more of like a dance, dance track. I got my break, my ankles were breaking right, left and centre. <laughs> I looked like I had no leg to stand on, literally. I looked oh. like Bambi on ice. So you... And the video of that <clears throat> makes me want to die every time I see it. It's awful. It's hideous. It's horrific. Into, but yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve. And, yeah. And they're all learning curves. They are. But I think the thing with me is I, like, absolutely cringe. I know, I, I hate watching myself back. Yeah, I hate I can't it. Stand it. I hate it. I hate my voice. Everything about it. It's like, when people put videos of me online and stuff like that, I can't sit and watch them. Yeah. I can't do it. See, I can. Like, if I'm watching a video of me dancing, I can. Mm. But if it's got my voice in or me talking or anything like that, I'm like... Girl. Nope. Mm-mm. 
No. No chance. No. Especially me singing. You know, and it's a well-known thing. It's a well-known thing on the drag circuit that I cannot sing. You can. I think you can. I cannot. I am tone-fucking-deaf. It's terrible. But then again... But then it fits. Like, you make it work. It's, it's more common knowledge, like, when you ask people, like, oh, like, can this, sing queen, can this queen sing? Like, it kind of... The kind of stereotypical act for a drag queen that everyone usually thinks of is, you know, camp old dame that can't really sing, but we'll have a go at it. I think nine times out of ten with, like, cabaret queens, right, it, it is very much like, do I sing? Yes. Can I sing? No. It, it is. You know. But I think when... I think if you are going to, like, a show where you are going to, like, a renowned artist or, like, someone that you're paying money to go see and watch them sing, like, it's a bit different when you come to a drag show. Like, you're not going to, like, a well-renowned songwriting artist. You know what I mean? Yeah, like me. You're the exception. Yeah, they, they, they call me the seer of drag. The seer of drag. They do. They do, yeah. Can't see your face half the time. <laughs> you don't want to either, Libby. <laughs> Honestly, you don't. Just okay. is a bottle of vodka in the front of it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smirnoff. All the way. Smirnoff. Fucking Smirnoff. Love it. Um, so, what made you want to do it? I think, I remember doing it, obviously, being Generation Rue. I, I obviously watched Drag Race for, since, the first ever season I watched as it was coming out was season nine. That was the first one I ever watched. Oh. Um, and then I watched season, I think I watched All Stars 2 first. That was my first ever season I watched. Mm-hmm. And obviously watching it, not knowing how the fuck, what the fuck is going on, who these people are. I watched season nine and then I watched the rest of it. And then... I went and rewatched All Stars 2. I couldn't remember what, what had happened in All Stars 2 anyway, mm. so I didn't know what was what. Good choice, though, because, I mean, All Stars 2 is drama. It is good. It is, if not the best. But that's where I started doing it, and I was in, like, amateur musical theatre for a few years, and mm. obviously musical theatre is playing a character and all this, which is the same as drag. But I i watched i was watching that and i was like i'd like to do this and then my sister was a makeup artist at the time Mm -hmm. so i was watching her do makeup and everything and i was like i really like that and then i started out doing makeup in my room but not drag makeup like MUA makeup were you you one of these ones that like put a smoky eye on took a picture put on instagram and was like now taking bookings no i never (laughs) ever i never ever uh, published it i never posted it i never did anything um, so I was just sorting out my hair. She good. You're good, babe. Um, no, I never posted anything. I never did, like, anything like that. I think I posted... I think I did have an account once. And it was jwilliam underscore anyway. Um, Everyone is going to be frantically opening Instagram now. Oh, it is no longer there, honey. <laughs> she has gone, deleted, control, alt, delete. Love that. Um... And, yeah, so I did that, and I think I only ever did two. Um, and I'll insert a photo here, beyond my own wishes. Um, but, no, I and I really enjoyed that. I really liked that. Um, yeah. I think the first ever drag look I did was when season two, 10 was coming out. And I think it was the first episode I watched it, and I was really into Dusty Ray Bottoms. Really? Yeah, so I, well, I did, like, an orange sunset eye. 
as you would call it. Nice. Um, nice. And then just put loads of dots on my face. I know it's yeah. kind of a serve. It was kind of a serve. Yeah. I don't know if I've got that photo anymore. Probably not. But if we do, if we do. Um, but that's the thing. Like I, that's how I started it, and then it kind of just went into TikTok came a thing. And I was seeing other people doing, like, transformations and stuff. And I was like, oh, I could do this. And I did two. There's still one up on my page. Stella Vision. A Stella underscore Vision with three M's. You can go follow me. Oh, I think I've seen that. I was stalking you a little bit. Yeah. I've got a flat black, uh, black uh, brown wig. Pink eye. White dress. From Shein. I have not seen that. Oh, uh, girl, it's horrific. Babe. It's not actually that bad. I think it wasn't actually a Taylor Swift song. Right. I did it too. <laughs> I wish I had my phone. Where's my phone? Well, three and I kind of just got bored. Ugh, I'm bored. Not this shit again. I all day I've been going. I've um been quoting Sugar and Spice with their talent show numbers. Going, ugh, I'm bored. A bimbo never dies. <laughs> I can't. I um, can't. but yeah, we just got bored of it, and then. I, it was 2021, um, December, Slaughterhouse show, it was a Christmas show, and Bimini Bomboulash, it was the season three of UK Drag Race finale viewing, mm-hmm. and Bimini Bomboulash was the headliner, and it was the Slaughter Girl, Slaughterhouse Girls hosting it, um, and I met all the Slaughterhouse Girls there, and then I, I think it was like two weeks after, I went to their, one of their, the, the next show that was coming up. And that was when I first went out in drag. Um, and then since then, I kind of was just like going out in drag all the time and not performing, just cutting about. Um, yeah. Just doing my thing around the, around the towns. Around the towns and everything. <laughs> Better than Madonna. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was doing that um, for a while. And then I got my first gig. Um, and yeah, it kind of just hit off from there. And then I think it was about probably like a month after I met you. Yeah, because you have a tendency of going to drag shows in drag, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, the drag show that I went to the first time, everyone else in the audience was like in drag, and it wasn't just one drag performer. Mm. There was loads of people. So I think that's a bit more accept- Like, it's more accepted to do that. But when I think it- when, you, when you go to a club... Yeah. Right, and it's it's like a whole like gay queer night or whatever. It's like people don't blink an eyelid to that. No. But you know when it's like in a pub and it's like a ladies' night. So I mean, it doesn't bother me, but I think everyone was a bit like ooh, gooped. Yeah, yeah. I think some people were gooped again, but I mean it was my hometown um, that you came and performed in, mm-hmm. um, and. There were some very sexy strippers there. They um, were, which I had the pleasure of sharing a dressing room with. And so did I. The last show we with the last show we done. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all shared a dressing room. Yeah, you, you gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> quite literally <laughs> skiing <laughs> both of them behind yeah, me. I fucking love it. Um, so I, I was like, that was my first ever time out in drag in Chepstow, and since then. Kind of chapters only drag queen successful one at least. Is there no others? No, there are. Like I've got um one of my friends that does drag, 
But it's more like going out, like dressing up. It's like they've never performed or anything like that. Whereas for me, I've been about the towns. <laughs> um, no, I've been doing my thing. So, I mean, I've got a name for myself. That you in, do. In, in yeah. Chepstow. I mean... Oh. Oh. Catch me on the side of Bork Corner. Um, Everyone on Google Maps. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, so, I mean, like, I'll go out and, like, people will be like, oh, my God, did you perform in the Beaufort? Or, like, were you out, uh, were you, did you perform in Boat Barn? And I was like, yeah, that was me. And they were like, oh, which one were you? Were you? And I was like, the beautiful one, obviously. Well, they must have been thinking you was me, then. Right? I get it from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the first night that we met, that was, that was quite an interesting night, wasn't it? I mean, if you look back, like, how I looked, it wasn't great. Not much different. I had a very small lash. Like, yeah. it was like a demi-wispy. Yeah, that you did. That you did. But now I've got a drag lash. Although, you, 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 your face was together. I feel, I feel like... You, it's definitely changed. You look good. I mean, I must have saw some sort of potential in your boobs. Must have saw something. I mean, you went from not wanting to have kids until you met me. Oh, honestly, I never did. Never. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever have kids. I probably will at some point. Maybe. But I think, I think because I'm still got like so much more evolving to do. Like, and that's the thing you need to drag kids are like way. You need to be like fully rounded. Yeah, you need and... to know what you're doing. Yeah, you got you like you can't teach a child a drag kid anything if you fully don't know everything no but then i mean you're never gonna know everything anyway like no but i think like having some idea like it's kind of just like giving them their best wishes and sending them on the way if you don't know anything mm. you know yeah it is i mean our drag is very different it is like it could like it's very like you wouldn't ever do like the numbers that i do I couldn't fucking move like you did, that's why. <laughs> but on top of that, you wouldn't ever really do anything like horror or spooky or dark and grungy yeah. in my sense. And I wouldn't ever do anything like I'm not, I'm not a, for now, like at the moment, I'm not a um, insult comic or, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, and that's just because I'm not at your level. Like, I'm not up to part... I mean, you've got years of experience under your belt compared to my ten months. I mean, it, it comes. You know, the more you do it, everything comes to you. And that's the good thing. It's, it's, that's the good thing about life, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like, you just pick things up. And, uh, you know, at one point when I first started, like, taking the mic, I would always really struggle with, like, what I had to say. Yeah. And I would be overthinking it and overanalyzing it, which would always obviously make me trip up on my words. I would be holding the mic and my hands would be, like, shaking. Like, yeah. Ah. Well, um, that's what mine's like. Yeah. Even, even if I'm just talking to the audience, doing the bare minimum, mm -hmm. like, it is still, it is still kind of scary to, like, interact with the audience that isn't the normal way how you perform. It's it's because with when you when you're talking to the audience, it's like you you've got to have a hold on them. Yeah, you've got to be that person in charge of your audience, and if you're not in charge of your audience, you've lost them. And Even fact, just slightly, you fact. Yeah, and I mean that's 
And I think that's also something you can't really be taught. It's something you've just got to learn yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can't... Re- you can't, like... You can, like, be taught some things that can help you, but whether, like, it won't it won't make the Queen... No. Or King, or any other performer. I think it's something you've got to learn yourself and grow into. There are some performers um, who... Need to evolve. Yeah. Need to learn. Need to pick stuff up. But they're just so, like, dead set on what they do. And they think that what they do is perfect. And yeah. I think those types of people that are not open to the criticism, they're not open to any changes in what they do, I can't see people like that going far. I mean, like, with me, I mean, like, since you've taken me under your wing, mm-hmm. I've been, like, getting on the mic more... You know, and I'll do a bit of singing at the end of the show, you know. And, um, like, for my next show that we have together, I'm planning on going out and, like, hosting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, doing a lot more than... But I think it's also just a case of throwing yourself into it. You 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 have got to like you can't you can't really beat around the bush with it. No. You've got to go. You've got to dive straight in, and I think that's the best way to learn. I mean, like, if you fail it, what are you going to learn? What you did bad at? I think an honest bit of advice from me to you and everyone listening. Um, you know, when even if you're like the most experienced performer. When you are sat backstage and sort of peeking out and looking at your audience, waiting to go, that's when shit starts going around your head. That's when you're thinking, oh my God, what can I say? What can I do? And I think the reason, you know, I do what I do, I I leave it till last minute to get into drag. Yeah. I leave it till right last minute to get into geek. Timing it just right so that once it's all on, I pick the mic up and I walk out. And yeah. I think when you sort of, like, deep dive into it, that is when everything is more authentic. It's when things Definitely. roll off the tongue a lot easier because you're not overanalyzing it. No, and I think, like, for me, I- I've always... I've been a performer for years, so I'm used to the nerves. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still don't get any better at all. Like, they still will... You'll always have a bit of nerves, mm-hmm. regardless if you do anything. Um, but... Like, for me, I remember the first time I ever performed I didn't have nerves was um, Jessica Juggles' I'm Gonna Be A Star competition in Bristol. Um, I, I think we were all backstage getting ready, all of the competitors. And I kind of was just, like, chilling, slowly getting ready, right until I needed to be on. Mm-hmm. And I went out in drag, like, and watched the first half of the show. You know, and it kind of was like, oh, I'm watching a gig and not realising that, you know, like, I'm in it next. So you kind of take your mind off things. And then when I was backstage, I, well, like, up next to the stage, I went to go on. I was just like, like, Mm -hmm. prepping myself to go on. And that really helps a lot. It's like putting you in the fighting spirit. Like, I always imagine, like, if you're going on and literally, like, going into a boxing ring and if you don't fight good enough, you die. It is. Like, that's how I think, like, 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 I make it as a life or death situation. Like, and that way, it kind of makes my my body go into the fight fight mode. Fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. And get the job done. And well, it works. It works. Say, as any entertainer, it's like when you when you go out there, there's sink or swim. Yeah. There's no in-between. No. And everyone that's got their eyes on you and they're watching you, um, 
they notice that before even you do. Yeah. They can see it. And obviously, when you're uneasy, they're uneasy. They're uneasy. They, they feed off your energy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I definitely think audience vibes match the vibes of the performer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you're doing, like, shock factor, like what I normally do, mm-hmm. um, the audience will be, like, excited and, like, ex- like shocked. I mean, it's shock factor. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you want. But when it comes to, like, your type of gig, everyone's up dancing, mm. you know, like, everyone's singing along with you and laughing because that's the energy you give off. Like, you, you've got to radiate the energy you want your audience to give back. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, it I is. think that definitely is something that works. Yeah, it is. You've got to, you've got to go out there, you've got to do what you do and think, you know, especially in drag... Is makes it like a lot easier having that character, yeah, and being able to say, okay, well, Colby couldn't do this, but Fifi can, yeah, and I'm still very much the same now. It's like out of drag, I could nowhere near do what Fifi can do. See, I'm the opposite, but I think because I've been performing out of drag for years, mm-hmm. that's probably I'm what used you're, to you're it. Most Even though it's a char- like I'm still playing a character. It's still like mini. It's pre- It's ninety nine percent my normal visual. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's completely different look. You know, like you can, you can, you the your transformation also helps. Yeah, it does. And I think if I like, if someone like if like when I'm out, I'll like do a split. I'm like, do a cartwheel in the club, I don't care. <laughs> I went to the nightclub. Yeah, I've done it Bits. so many times. Bits. And all my friends are like, oh, is Stella going to come out tonight? Like, obviously not like me going out in drag, but oh, is Stella going to come out on the dance floor? Because they know what she can do uh-huh. in a gig. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, absolutely, she's coming out. After a couple of tequilas. Yeah, I mean, that's like me at my local level. I'm doing the splits all over the pool table. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I'm very flexible, I am. But hey, Feet behind your head. Yeah. Everything. I do. I'm, I do yoga. Back handsprings. Yeah. What are those? Back handsprings. Yeah, I do them. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a queen who does it. <laughs> you know that they jump on their hand, back, oh, like a yeah. backflip, and then push off their hands back onto their feet. <laughs> <laughs> For all of the pod listeners. Yeah. I'm wearing PVC all over, and welcome back to the pod. This is how the bit sounds. And that's how I sound all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I gotta listen to this. <laughs> so, where do you want to be? Have you thought about it? I mean, I think every, like most drag drag performers' goal is to do drag race. I'd love to do drag race. I'm very competitive. Very competitive. Like it's. Like, where's the pearls at? Because I will throw them. Like, I can get so competitive. I think that's just because I, like, my thirst for being the best is just, like, always there. And so in a a competition setting, it's like, that is the whole point, is to be the best there is. Um, So it's not RuPaul's best friend, right? No, it's not. (laughs) And, I, I mean, I like the idea of Drag Race because... It's, I like the competition side of things. Mm. A lot of people say they don't know if they could do the competition and they just do it like for exposure and all, but no. 
I like I that my the one thing that draws me to it is the composition I f- side. I feel like RuPaul's Drag Race is definitely like more up your street. Like it's more your type of drag, you know. It's yeah. Like the whole lip sync extravaganza things, and you know, even when they like they have to sing or record a song or something, like they record it, which gives you like multiple different takes, and then they still yeah. write and lip sync it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I'd also like to do Dracula. Yeah. Because it suits, it suits my style of drag. Yeah. Very much. Not so much, like, where it is now, but where I would like it to be and how I envision it. Like, where I would like it to be is a a mix of everything. Like, I'd love to do, um, you know, a lot more monster stuff and Mm. stuff like that. But it's, Dracula is... One million times harder than Drag Race looks wise because, yeah, you can throw on a corset, panties, and a bra for Drag Race, but with Dragula, you have to have looks that, and most of the, most of the drag performers that go on Dragula are their own costume makers. Do you know most what? of them I've, make their own stuff. I've never seen it. It's so good. I've never actually seen it. It's incredible. It. I think I might. But it's like it's like shocking, like. Like, because I'm not going to lie, I'm getting a bit bored of Drag Race. I love Drag Race, and I mean, like, I would love to go on it. And that's where I, like, like, that's my ultimate goal, is to have... And I think it's also just because it's such a big platform. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really get a bigger platform than that. Not, no. not in You the, can't? Not in the drag world. And, I mean, you can. Like, you can, absolutely. But who else has done it? RuPaul. Lily Savage. Lily Savage, yeah. But, I mean, the handful of names, mm. you know. Out of the amount of queens we've got. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think the, the only thing that, like, I despise about Drag Race Girls is that not all of them, but most of them, become so fucking rude. I mean, I think, I think there is a lot, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's like, you know, if you knew them before the show, you definitely don't know them after. Yeah. I think a lot of... I think it's it's just fame in general. Like, not just Drag Race Queens. Mm. I think it's just fame as a whole. Like, you get a bit of fame and you think you're dog's bollocks. And, you know, you... Like, people with fame won't want to go back to their life before. Where's you, where's your end goal? Would you ever do Drag Race? Do you know what? I would never say never. At this present moment in time, no. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Say if someone say if someone came to you and was like, we want you to be on right now. Mm-hmm. Would you say yeah? See, this, yeah. Is my th- this is my thing. I know I'm not nowhere near ready for Drag Race or something like that. But if someone come and ask me now, I'd be like... This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. So is, I, yeah. I'd rather take <laughs> it and perform with the ability I've got now than never ever have that chance again. I think my thing is that, you know, I do drag for work. Yes, I love what I do, but I don't do it for pleasure. I don't do it for a hobby. And, you know, in saying that, I think a lot of people get mistaken when it comes to a drag queen, you know, say, oh, that's your hobby, dressing up. No, I earn money. It's my, yeah. it's my living, you know. Um, 
So I think the thought of like, I go out, I do what I do, I get paid for it, come home and that pays my bills, that pays my rent, that puts food on the table. Um, and I think the thought of like applying for drag race and then having to go out and spend like thousands and thousands on yeah. these specific looks and specific things that you need to take with you, it's like, I, I don't know if I'm into all that. See, I like, I kind of am. I'm kind of into that. Well, there we go. Everyone's different. You know. Exactly, and I think, I mean, you could ask me again when we do another season of The Bath. Mm. Oh, um, Or like future, like down the line, I I think like it could completely change and I might be like, no. Mm. But who, who knows? Mm. Nobody's, nobody's fucking forward and done it like. No, no, and uh, you know, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. And to be honest, do I have a goal of where I want to be? No. I don't. Yeah. I think I just, like, I, I want to just go with the flow and and follow. And I am ambitious. You know, I, I want my name out there. I want people to know about me, which is happening more and more um, over the last few years. Yeah. Which is nice. It is lovely. Um, but then again, when you have too much of a platform, that could then be a problem. Yeah. You know, when your name is too well known. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always some mystery behind it. Mm. Like, and I think that's also what intrigues people to a new, a new performer. Mm-hmm. If they don't know anything about you, they're like, oh, what can they do? What, what, like, can they sing? Can they dance? Stuff like this. And if you're well known, and, and say you have like a bad showing, um, at a gig or on TV or anything like that, and they're like, oh, they can't lip sync, they can't dance, mm. doesn't, uh, you know. You're kind of stuck in that rut then. Yeah. Whereas you can fully be, do that, but just because you've got that one bad, yeah, yeah. bad viewing. And we all have it. You know, I've, I've, God knows I've had gigs where um, I've been unwell or uh, tired. And obviously doing this, you are self-employed. And it's like, if I don't get up and go to work, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And so it's like, yeah. as, as easy as it is to say, leave your problems in the dressing room and get up and do it. Kim K. I, I do do it. Get up and fucking go to work. Yeah. As a bus driver. Um, As a bus driver. I do do it, but there has been that odd occasion where it has impacted my show. Where, you know, even though you've pushed that to the back of your mind, the humour isn't there in my show. Because that's what I do. You know, yeah. I like to be funny. I like to crack a joke. I like to be witty. And, you know, if I'm having days where I feel like that, it's a lot fucking harder to do that. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't have a goal, end goal. I just, I'm going to keep going and... Um, just go with the flow. Yeah, just... So. <laughs> so. So. Uh. Vanessa. <laughs> oh, how's it going? <laughs> right. So, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. To our first rendition of Fierce Vision, the podcast. <laughs> oh. This is where Stella adds in the the little title. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Make sure to continue watching next week, where we have our very first special guest, Miss Diana D. Oh. And trust me, that episode is an absolute hoot. It's a, we had a great laugh film in that one. Girl, I think you know. I, I think that has got to be one of the best ones. I think that that footage is like three hours long. 
Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, we got in the car and literally didn't stop talking. We were like, we should probably shut up until yeah. we start recording. Yeah, so then we had to wait for Stella to put a face on. And obviously we were all sat in silence waiting. Um, and it was all good as fuck. But it was brilliant. It's, it is a, a brilliant episode. So <laughs> Definitely tune in to the next one. And yes. of course the rest of the pod as well. Mm-hmm. Just keep your tabs on our socials. You can follow us at Stella underscore Vision with three N's. Oh, Fee 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 is official on Instagram. And of course, our podcast account, which I'll put up right by here. Because a bitch still have a mate one yet. No, I haven't. Um, so that's everything from us today. Yeah. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.